Hi, everybody. I'm Patrick McEnroe, and this is Holding Court. On today's episode, Mary Jo Fernandez, of course, my ESPN colleague, she joins me from Europe where she's traveling with her tennis-playing son to some big ITF junior tennis tournaments. So we hear from her about her European travels. Of course, I try to get a little inside information about Mr. Roger Federer's return. We break down the tournament in Rome and look ahead to the French Open as well. And maybe we will reunite as an ESPN team shortly at SW19. Mary Jo Fernandez is next. Thanks to Raya Eyewear for sponsoring this episode of Holding Court. I've been wearing Raya since last year. During the pandemic, I started teaching more lessons than ever before, especially outside. Raya are by far the best sunglasses for tennis I've ever used. Check them out at RayaEyewear.com. That's R-I-A Eyewear.com. And use the code PATRICK to get $20 off your first pair. They are total game changers. All right, everyone, coming uh, directly from Europe, she's been on a European, I don't know if I'd call it a vacation, but the one and only Mary Jo Fernandez <laughs> joins me. And uh, MJ, you're, by the way, you're back by popular demand because season one, your podcast, which you were kind enough to do, just, just blew up. It was one of the most popular podcasts that I did. So thank you for agreeing to uh, come back on and sort of talk a little more current events with me. What's happening in the Mary Jo Fernandez I world? I love it. Well, it's my pleasure, Patrick. I uh, love to do your podcast. So I am in Europe. I am actually on the ITF uh, junior circuit right now with my son. Uh, it's quite interesting. I feel like, you know, I've been here, done that a long time ago. <laughs> I can't believe I'm doing it again. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's going well. It's, it's a great experience. Well, just so everybody knows, Mary Jo's son, Nicholas, is an outstanding tennis player. Great kid, number one. I played with him a bunch last summer uh, <clears throat> out on Long Island, which was awesome. But he's a, most importantly, he's a great kid, but he's also a heck of a good junior tennis player. So, you know, I'll just start off then with this, Mary Jo, because I asked this to our colleagues last week. Uh, Pam and Brad Gilbert came on with me last week to discuss all things tennis. And, of course, if one of the questions that came up, I'll bring it up to you because now it's week number two that there are no American men in the top 30 in the world rankings, in the ATP rankings. We're hoping as American tennis fans that that will change relatively soon because a couple guys are knocking on the door, including Opelka, who had a big week in Rome. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into that. But uh, now that you're, you know, you've got a son who's a very good young junior and, you're, and you've just been around forever, but now actually seeing the junior tennis level, not just in the U.S., but around the world. Please tell me, Mary Jo, why this is the case. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good question. Um, I don't quite understand it. It doesn't even make sense to me that we don't have somebody right now in the top 30, but I do believe it'll, it'll come around. Um, you know better than anybody else, Patrick. I mean, it's sometimes cyclical. It's, it's tough. I mean, Europe's been, you know, where the dominant forces have come out of in the last, you know, decade or two. And um, it, it's been tough, but it was nice to see Riley do well last week in Rome. I, I feel like Francis um, has been playing better. I like that he's been playing a lot on the clay. I think his team's developing and uh, he's improving a lot. So, you know, I, th- I think we're going to get there. I have to say, I see a lot of great American juniors right now out there uh, competing. So I think this next, you know, generation or, or two generations from now coming up will do great. Uh, I was watching a little bit of Corda today um, in his match. And, you know, I like him. So I, 
I think we're going to be okay. But it, it, it is kind of weird, you know, coming from the U.S., not, not seeing someone at the top of the game because we were so fortunate and lucky for so many years to, to be spoiled with so many talents. Well, one of the things Brad Gilbert said, Mary Jo, is he thinks we, need, we as a country, need to play a lot more on clay. I told him that's a little more complicated than just saying that because you have to get clubs and parks and people to put clay courts in. And, you know, the USDA spends a lot of money, but they don't have an unlimited amount of money to do that. It has to come down to um, private enterprise in some way. But we, since you're over on the ITF circuit there in Europe, are all the tournaments you're taking your son to on red clay? They are. They're, they're all on red clay. Um, I, I feel the same as, as Brad. I, I feel like that's where you can develop your game the best. That's where you can learn how to construct points the best. You know, the USTA in Orlando, you know, has red clay. It's just not quite the same. I mean, it's better than, than not having any at all. And when, when they go train at the campus there in Orlando and Lake Nona, most of the time they're playing on, on the clay, which is great. But I think that nothing duplicates it than, you know, being over here and, and seeing, because, I mean, these players over here, you should see them, Patrick. I mean, they all know how to grind. They all know how to mm. construct points. They all know how to come in. They know how to drop shots, slice. You really have to learn how to, how to, how to do it all. And I think it's, it's beneficial. And uh, I would agree with Brad that the more we can get our young Americans playing on the surface, the better it will be in the long run. Sounds like your game. They can do it all. They can come to net. They can play the drop <laughs> shot. They can slice. I mean, the only thing you yeah. didn't do was play with the heavy topspin, but, you know, you still hit that ball clean. Uh, okay, so how about the American women? Because it was another good week last week for Coco Goff. I know you've been following her closely. Jennifer Brady's obviously yep. had a great, you know, last nine months. So despite the fact that somehow we don't have – any great young American, like you said, we've got some that are knocking on the door and hopefully some more to come down the road in the next couple of years. Who knows? Maybe your son's one of them. We won't put that pressure on him right now, but as far as, no, the, no, la- no pressure, as no far pressure. as the women go, um, you know, explain to me why you think we have a plethora of great young talent and continuing to come through in the women's game. Well, I think they've pushed each other. I think, um, They've competed so much against each other that one, when one does well, then the other one thinks they can do well. You know, having Serena obviously be the, you know, the goal or the, the top uh, person in our sport for so long, and she's still in the top ten, and she's still, you know, the, the favorite most of the time when she goes to the slams. Um, I think it's motivating. Um, you know, Madison and Sloan have played so well. Uh, throughout the years, and, and I feel like they're going to start to be contenders again at majors, uh, but the, the new group is great. I mean, Coco's exciting to watch. I, I feel like she's improving. I'm a big fan of Jen Brady's game. I, I don't mm-hmm. know why she hasn't played better thus far on the clay, because I would think that her game with her kick serve and her heavy forehand would translate quite well for the clay. It hasn't just yet, but I, I really like how she has a complete game. Um, but there are. There's a lot of top uh, juniors that are coming up as well that I think are going to transition into the pros really well. Obviously, Anissa Mova is there, and she's a great young talent. <clears throat> so, Sonia Kennan, who won a major and then got to the finals of the French, um, is you yeah, know she's last struggling year, a little bit right struggling now, struggling at the moment. I know she split with her dad as her who's been her you know her longtime coach. So it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see who she. But, but how come women? We is it more? Well, I guess the question is: Is it more important for young male players to grow up on clay than it is for young? Because the female players basically grow up in the same 
system, if you will, or the same courts and the same yeah. tournaments. But why is it more, or, or maybe it's not? Why? Why is? Why yeah, do we need red yeah, clay for maybe. men? I think. I think uh, for the spins. I think for the movement. I think uh, the females. I mean, I've been watching Jessica Pagula, who's having a fantastic season, and I was interested in what she said the other day that you know her game is doing okay on clay because she steps back a little bit, but she's still hitting flat and hard and deep and can control points. So maybe for the for the men, especially you know the ones coming up, you need to have a little more experience with how to move on the clay and how mm. to you know get more spin. I mean, I always laugh when Brad when we're at the French Open, we used to be at the French Open, he would say, you know, spin beats flat at the French Open. Mm-hmm. And I would say that's the case that in the men's game. I'm not so sure that's always the case, you know, on the women's side. No, I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. You can almost play, I'm not going to say the same game, but a much more similar style on, really on any yes. surface in the women's game and be successful on any surface where I think you're right. The spins for grass, for example, the movement for grass and, and, and clay, even though you have the best top guys are still there. I think you're right in general for the men's game. Somehow it makes a little bit more of a difference. All right, let's talk a little bit about Rome because I know you're over there. Another great, I wouldn't call it yep. epic final, but a heck of a match with Nadal and, <laughs> and Djokovic. Uh, I mean, they, you know, these guys, when they go out, it's got to be you know, only, only three hours for three sets. They're like, yeah, that's pretty good. Not quite epic. But, yeah, no, no problem. Um, yeah. what, what, I love what Djokovic said afterwards. Did you hear what he said afterwards? Um, he goes, you know, everybody's talking about the next gen, but I think we are the next gen. Like, they're <laughs> yeah, not no going kidding. anywhere. Yeah, they, no kidding. They are, they are there, and they are still uh, the, the best. They are mentally the toughest. Um, but having said that, you know, Tsitsipas is knocking on the door. Um, I thought he played great in uh, Barcelona against Nadal. I thought he right. had a lot of chances to win that match. And, and, and you know and, Djokovic, and, and, and of course he won Monte Carlo, which was a huge win for him. To win yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So I think he's he's one of the top ones after Nadal and Djokovic for sure. Uh, Shapovalov, that's the mm. best I've seen him play all year, um, having match points against Nadal. So that was pretty impressive. Vera has been playing well um, as well, and he likes playing on the red clay. So I think he's one to look out for. And these Italians, I mean, the Italians mm. are coming on strong. Yes, Sonego, Sonego, so, um, Sinner, Sonego, uh, yeah. Muzetti, who, who Opelka Muzetti, actually beat. Yeah. beat. What about um, uh, Dominic Team? I mean, I was just kind of coming back. He took a little bit of a break. I think the post-U.S. Open um, letdown, uh, whatever that was, mental, physical, sort of caught up to him, uh, definitely at the Australian yeah. Open. I thought it did. But he's come back, played a couple of tournaments. I mean, he would have been my – at the beginning of the year, I would have said he's the second favorite to win the French after Nadal. Now I'm not so sure. Maybe I've got Djokovic there yeah. slightly ahead of him. Where do you – so where do you put him in the mix right now? So I'm with you on that. I, I feel like team's the type of player that needs to play a lot. I mean, he's always used – remember last year, even during COVID, he was playing all the exhibitions and the UOTR events, and he needs matches. And I don't know that he has enough of them right now going into the French Open. Of course, he has the experience now winning the U.S. Open and being in the finals of the French Open, so hopefully that can take him to a certain level and and maybe he'll build his confidence from there. But, yeah, I wouldn't put him ahead of Djokovic or even Sissipas at the moment. 
All right, speaking of getting matches, I have to ask you about this because you got the inside info, and I'm going to see if I can drag it out of you because, of course, many of you <laughs> who, who don't know the insider tennis people, Mary Jo's husband, Tony Gottsick, is uh, also the longtime manager of Roger Federer, so very close. So I know you were in Switzerland, and Roger's getting ready to yep. take to court. I've seen some videos of him working out. The, the signs sound like they're positive. But tell me what I need to know right now as Roger looks to come back on the clay in Geneva and then get himself ready to, to, to make some – I know his expectations are not that high going into the French, but where do you think he is right now right. physically and mentally? So I think he's a lot better than he was a couple months ago when he came back in Doha uh, physically. Um, I got to watch him practice a little bit uh, in Switzerland the last week or so. And, I mean, he's really hitting the ball great. Um, I think the question mark is, yeah, how, how's the knee going to hold up during his matches? Uh, physically, you know, his stamina, I feel it's, it's getting better. But I feel like the clay for him is, is more than anything just the preparation for, for the grass. I think that's where his, his uh, goals are. Um, but, of course, every time he steps onto the court, you know, he becomes a, a, a major threat because he can do it all, and, you know, he loves playing on the clay, and it's so pretty to watch. I remember you said a while ago, I think the year that he didn't play the French for the first time, mm -hmm. how, you know, when Roger doesn't play, you miss watching something pretty special, and I'm super excited that he's, I think he plays tomorrow. I think he's starting up tomorrow. Yeah, playing tomorrow against um, uh, Andujar, who had a win today, so he had a bye in the tournament in Geneva, yeah. so he'll play his first match tomorrow, I'm assuming, in in prime yeah. time. What's it and like? What's impressive for yeah. me, Patrick, uh -huh. real quick, is um, how much he loves it. You know, I'm watching him mm. practice and he's like running after every single ball. He's having fun. He's, I mean, he's working as hard as he ever did. And that's pretty impressive when, when he thinks that he's about to be 40 in August. It's amazing. I mean, you've said that to me over the years. I know when I've asked you, you know, after even mostly after some of his tough losses, you know, in majors and you're just like, yeah, he, you know, yeah. he gets over it. He, he has dinner with all his, you know, he treats everybody, whether he wins or yeah. loses his team, his family. And it's just amazing how much he, yeah, no, he enjoys it's an incredible it. mindset. Yeah. yeah. Incredible mindset, perspective, um, the way that he just really loves it. He loves playing. He loves competing. He loves all the shot making that he can produce. And, uh, you know, I think he's going to, you know, go for it again and, and see what comes out of it. Speaking of shots, uh, and it's just because it's out there, I saw this morning on social media, Roger got the shots. He got his vaccine. So he's fully vaccinated. This is uh, came out here. And uh, so he said that he reason he did that so he can still travel with his family. He's used to having his, his wife and his kids around. This episode is being brought to you by Raya Eyewear. Over the last few years, a growing concern of mine has been the long-term effects of overexposure to UV rays from my extended time on court in the sun, you know, following that little yellow ball all over the globe. Well, I was also just tired of squinting on sunny days, but my fear was always that wearing sunglasses to protect my eyes would affect the way I hit the ball. Well, last year, especially during the pandemic last summer, I came across Raya, and I'm so, so glad that I did. Raya is changing the way tennis players see the game and protect their most important performance asset, their vision. All of their eyewear is handcrafted in Italy and built specifically to enhance ball contrast and provide protection from those harmful UV rays. There's no question that they help me see the ball better, they relax my eyes in the sun, and they've become an essential part of my tennis experience. 
Check them out at RiaEyewear.com. That's R-I-A-Eyewear.com. Use the code Patrick to get $20 off your first pair. I promise you will love these sunglasses. Aside from that, Mary Jo, what's sort of the overall vibe now that you've been, you know, back traveling a little bit on the road? I've taken one flight in the last, you know, year and a half. That was to see my da- daughter in Florida. So yeah. uh, what is it like you know, just traveling and being on the road and being in Europe right now? Well, it was very strange traveling to Europe for the first time. Uh, the plane was empty. Um, every country's different. Uh, and that's the hard part about navigating right now with my son, you know, trying to figure out what countries are open, what countries just need a PCR test to get in. Um, so it's still a little different from, from country to country. Switzerland is actually pretty, uh, pretty locked down still. You have, there's outdoor dining, but nothing indoors yet. Everybody has to wear a mask. So depending on where you are, it, it varies, but the vaccination is, is starting to pick up. It's nowhere near where, how lucky we are in the States. Um, but it's, but it's getting there. Interesting. All right. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the women, because uh, as great as the final was on the men's side, I mean, it was like Steffi Graf versus Natasha Zarev in the, the French know. Open. I know. I couldn't believe it. Oh, and oh, double bagel. To, you know, I watched some highlights. I didn't see the whole match. But I mean, look, I've thought since I first saw Sweontech play, particularly on clay, I mean, if she can get it together just as far as like shot selection, I don't see many players that hit the ball Talk about spin and acceleration yeah. on the women's side, the way she can do it off both wings. And Pliskova, who'd had a great tournament, you know, who'd been, who's been number one before, has never won a major, of course. I mean, it was an absolute absolute steamroller. I mean, she just was absolutely on no, fire. That was incredible. Yeah, I love um, the way she talked afterwards about her mentality and how she visualizes. I think she travels not just with her tennis coach but she travels with her psychologist um because she says she's always helping her put her in the right frame of mind and she says she didn't even know the score mm. during the match that's how focused she was so yeah her game is explosive patrick i mean she has heavy heavy spin on the forehand and uh, moves well she's a great athlete um i mean she's definitely one of the favorites going into the french open no question um i, I like her mentality i mean she's still 19, right? Almost 20. She's 19, and she's definitely my favorite going into the French. I don't, I mean, to me, there's no doubt. I mean, Halep, now there's question marks about her health. Yep. Um, you know, Kennan hasn't done much. Uh, who else would you put up Barty. there? Barty. I mean, Bar- Barty. Yeah, Barty. Barty up no, there. For sure. Barty, yep. you're right. I forgot about her. She was actually up on Coco yep. Golf and had to retire with an yep. injury in that one. Um, what about any other Americans? I mean, I know you, you're very kind to Madison and Sloan. I'm not sure I'm buying that. Uh, that they're gonna they're on the well, cusp of coming back. I, I don't see I it. Watched, I don't see it at all. But okay, tell me tell me why I'm wrong. Okay, okay, I'm gonna tell you why you're wrong. Right, um, I saw Slow in Florida training okay. in Boca, playing um, some with Diego Moyano, and and I saw her like really focused, really working hard. I feel like she wants to get back back at the top. I really do, and um, she's working physically very hard. And I feel like if she can just find, you know that balance between offense and defense. Remember when she won the U.S. Open and got to the finals with the French? I mean, she's a backboard. She's a backboard but can play offensively. So I feel she's she's got a chance. She just needs to gain a little bit of confidence. Madison, um, I believe she's working with Hochstedt again. Yeah, she's back with Thomas Hochstedt. Yeah, he got the best of her for a little bit there, and uh, she needs needs more confidence. I don't think – I think Sloan right now has a better chance, but – but they know what it takes. They know 
they know what uh, they need to do. So I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, uh, more hopeful than anything else. But I did see Sloan work extremely hard. You're too nice, Mary Jo. Everybody tells me that. You know, they say we talk about ESPN. It's like, why don't you work more with Mary Jo? She's the best. She's so nice. She's so good. I say you should hear her on my podcast. Oh, I get, stop I get it. her to relax, get her to loosen up a little bit. So here's what I'm going to ask you. Okay, you got to give me an answer. Yeah. All right. Who's got tell the, me? Who's got the best chance to win another major, Serena or Roger? Oh, I, I, I probably would say Serena. Mm. Um, okay. she's another one I think that's been working really hard um, I watched her a little bit even though she lost that opening match in Rome I feel like she looks fitter yeah she won today uh, by the shape. way she won a match today in, uh, yep, she, she won in yeah. straight today yeah. in, in Italy um, I thought that was a good choice for her to to go and, and get some matches in before the French but I feel once she gets to Wimbledon and, and the US Open I mean she's been so close already without being at her best and without being at her fittest that I think she's also going to make one more push here and the draw falls the right way. I think she's got, she's got a good shot. Better shot at the French for her. Cause actually, I mean, I, to me, she's no. got a better shot at Wimbledon or even the open, but no, no, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I, I don't think she, she's one of the favorites for the French, but I do feel that Wimbledon in the U S open, uh, if she plays a lot of matches, kind of like Roger, she mm-hmm. can get, you know, her, her match toughness in and, and get some confidence, then look out. So uh, will we be, we meeting our ESPN team, because we've had a couple of calls. <laughs> it's sounding optimistic that uh, we're yes. not for sure that we're going to be back together again, not in Bristol, Connecticut, which is where we were for the Australian Open, but back, believe it or not, in SW19 in Wimbledon. Is that actually going to happen, Mary Jo? I hope so. I hope so, <laughs> even though England saw... You know, they're dealing with a lot over there, and, and they're being very conservative. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. But I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. All right. So tell me, give, break down a little bit for me uh, Nico's game, your son, because uh, I want to hear a little bit about <laughs> what we, you know, I know I worked on a few things with him. I know you got Coach Moyano. Yeah, you. Do you, you, you tell me a little bit about him. You yeah. saw him. Uh, he's impressive. He's, well, he's so, won a couple big titles in doubles, just well, by the way, this year in, in huge doubles tournaments. Yeah, no, he's actually been doing really well in doubles. He loves mm-hmm. doubles, and he's, it's funny. He, he's quite clear on what he needs to do when he's playing doubles. Singles, not so much. You know, singles, he's still trying to figure out what his game is and his identity, you know, on the court, which way he wants to play. Too many options. To play. You know, he has a lot of, yeah, he's a, a lot, lot of options. Yeah, and yeah. doubles, it's simplified because he just got to play a return, a serve. Totally. Yeah, you could play half the court. I mean, so I think for him, you're right. I think, that's, I think he'll figure it out, though, because he's, he's got a pretty smart mom understands tennis well, not that that means anything yeah, by the way because my yeah, daughter exactly. he, doesn't, my, really listen. he yeah. doesn't listen to me anymore patrick you know how that goes oh I, I i just got off the court with my daughter she's like dad you don't know anything she's like what she, i was like you should stick to volley she, she kept missing the backhand yeah, volley might, yeah. and i said just stick it That's like so right funny. down the middle i said hit it hard you're trying to float it she goes well you didn't tell me any advice you just told me what not what to do I said, well, that is advice. That's so funny. It's hilarious. It got a yeah, no, they know they know a little too much they think they know a little too much but um but no, he's grown a lot in the last few months and he's getting used to his new stature and like you said, the options, picking the right shot at the right time. But I think he's going to hopefully develop into an all-court player. He likes the term volley a lot as you mm-hmm. witnessed last summer. Uh, he just has to pick you know, his moments a little bit better. 
Well, I hope I can get uh, some more court time with him uh, later this summer, but it's great. It's great that to, would be it's, great. It's great to see, uh, you know, junior tennis coming back. I know it's picking up here in the U.S. to a lot of our kids from our academy heading back to uh, big national tournaments. So I will let you go, Mary Jo, because I got to go back on the court here myself and run the kids group. You're a working uh, machine. I'm, I I'm love loving it. it. Yeah, I'm out on the court, really enjoying it. And um, awesome. you do the same over there. You please give your son my best. I will. And tell him I'll I will, I'll, Patrick. Thank tell, you so much for having me on again. All right, you tell Nicholas I'll still beat him in a doubles game, okay, cross court, because I don't <laughs> have to run. I don't know, maybe not now anymore. He might blow me off the court. No, you probably would beat him still. All right, you take care. The one and only you Mary. Yeah, sorry, just served my back end. Mary Joe Fernandez, <laughs> everyone. I hope to see you soon. Holding Court with Patrick McEnroe is powered by Mudhouse Media.